Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. At the center of corruption is the Federal Reserve, who has gained enormous amounts of power over, the, over America's economy, with disastrous effects beginning to show. Standing opposite is the band of rebels who have vowed to take back freedom when they once knew, and they won't go down without a fight. Monetary mayhem, explosions, romance, Silver Circle plans to take indie animation to a whole nother level. We're joined today by the director of Silver Circle, an animated romance, drama, explosions, <laughs> and then the rest of it. We're, Pasha Roberts. Pasha, welcome to film school. Yeah, thank you. Um, this is uh, uh, as close to film school in L.A. as I'll ever get. So <laughs> I'm very excited about it. And uh, thanks for having us. Oh, you're very welcome, and I'm a uh, pleasure to have you on today. Um, tell me a little bit about um, the uh, the storyline and um, your involvement. Where did you come into this process? Sure. I mean, basically... Um, I was already running an animation studio. We were mostly doing commercial work um, focused on finance and economics. And so we start, we'd done that, started doing that 10 years ago, that thing. And when the economic crisis happened, the, the smaller crisis happened in 2008, we decided to you know, take the kind of the bold step of, hey, let's make a feature-length movie about the next economic crash. And that was really the beginning of... It all, you know, a four-year project, and you know, going through everything to put the whole thing together. It's a much larger scale than these, you know, six-minute videos we've been doing before. But oh. we, we got it done. Well, now, now back up just a second here. You said uh, so. Two thousand and eight. Had you been thinking about this prior, to, or was it was that was the so-called Great Recession? Was that the impetus for this? Yeah, really. What kind of brought it on was when we saw Lehman Brothers go down. Yeah. Uh, we, it kind of became clear. Said, you know, this could there could be real drama here, and you know, it, it partially became clear that they're doing a documentary that where we just kind of lay out the facts is um, kind of old. I mean, I think there's plenty of people that have done that over and over again, and on subjects around the economic crashes and Federal Reserve, which is kind of the basis of it all. Uh-huh. And. Instead of that, nobody is actually making a movie, a, a, a narrative story where there's, you know, the Federal Reserve's like the James Bond bad guy. Right. And, and so that's what we set out to do, is just kind of make this a, you know, a whole new thing. And, uh, you know, and I, and I think we succeeded in that really nicely. It's yeah. kind of a really fun sort of cat and mouse story with Jay and Zoe and Federal Reserve. Right. And I, I think that the, the value is, as as I often say to filmmakers, uh, about a relatively complex story, a narrative film or an animated film, storytelling, uh, if done properly, is as good a way to convey information as there is. Not not just a, a dry resuscitation of fact, which oftentimes just lose people. They don't have a context for it. But by doing this kind of uh, of a film, this kind of a story, it provides context, and it pro- and it also is an, a way into the story, a humanizing way into a story, uh, which is what a silver circle really is about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know the whole adage of uh, you know to show and not tell, and we really try to do that. We try to put a human face on what 
you know, what happens if there's heavy inflation, um, even moderate inflation, um, compared to historical things? Uh, uh, you know, so um, we, we kind of did a lot of studying of what happens in situations like this. It happens, I don't know, every 10 or 20 years in history. Right. It's not a unique phenomenon. Uh, and so, you know, so prices go up by 20 times in our scenario. You know, so people will be buying a beer for $110. Right. Now, it's kind of a surprise for a lot of people in the U.S. It would be a shock. It would be an unprecedented shock. But it would nonetheless, certainly, how would that how would that evolve and <laughs> unfold as a story? Tell me a little bit about when the decision was made. Was there ever a uh, sort of a point in in this the development of the story where you said, "Well, we can go um, live action, or we can this decision to go with an animated and not only animated but 3D." Um, tell me when, when sort of that came about in terms of this. Sure. I mean, that was really very early. It was always part of our intent uh, just to, you know, p- part of it is to create a little separation from reality, but part of it is we were an animation studio and had all the tools and infrastructure mm-hmm. or the beginnings of infrastructure for doing that. But, you know, we needed to add a lot of, and we needed to add about 30 terabytes of storage to our system for, to handle this. But, um you know, but that's the the main thing is is um, the okay. ability to do the storytelling we wanted really required animation. Okay. Uh, we had some people read the script; they loved it. They said, "You know, Pasha, this is a fun story, but it's a thirty million dollar movie." If you try <laughs> doing it, you know, live, you know, with yeah. the car chases and yeah. you know, Federal Reserve is not going to let you near the building, so you can't, you know, do stuff there, and you know, they won't let you near the building with the iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, now, um, in in that regard, um, you just mentioned thirty terabytes of you know additional door storage in order to to pull uh, this film together. Th- this is one of the remarkable things. One of the great things about our time is that the the ability to create create art is available to so many more people granted you there are some resources you need to have in order to especially an animated film but this ability to be able to create a feature-length animated 3d film uh, not done by pixar or a major or someone else of that scale is is within our reach within the reach of of your studio and i i, I mean as as and by the way i mentioned a it's called uh, Line Plot Productions. Is there a website um, you can give us for Line Plot? Just for the studio, I mean, the studio is Line Plot Production or lineplot.com, and uh, the uh, what we're kind of renaming for the more narrative work to Two Lanterns Media, and okay. that website's not really up. But the main main place is SilverCircleMovie.com. Okay. That's the- the place where the movie is, and there's a lot of activity there and on Facebook. Right. Well, I got away uh, from. I, 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 I got away from my point. Uh, my point is that you can do this. It's available. It's more available for filmmakers to go out and be able to do something like this. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. It's. It's. I would say it's just coming within reach. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, it's very, very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I mean, I'm. One of the most impressive things to me about the movie is. The, uh, during the credits, there's like 10 animators on there, as mm-hmm. opposed to the army of people you usually see on the big movies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think the animation is really very good. I mean, it's, you know, we spend 1% of the money that Pixar does on the movie, right. uh, and, and we still have to earn it all back. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, there's definitely differences from Pixar, but um, I think the main thing is the story and, you know, and the scale of it is this 
it's a it's fun, you know. It's a it's a really great story, and our core audience loves it. Now, so. yeah, t- tell me a little bit about. Now, I know you you um, have been developed. You've developed a uh, uh, an audience for yourself with a uh, Saving Sunny, um, a uh, ongoing series, right? That was sort of just a or Save Sunny. I mean, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Save Sunny. That was really a um, you know special web project, um, but that kind of at least proved that we can make nice animation. I mean, that was kind of. Uh, uh, more of a South Park-looking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was fun. That's a fun little story. And then, um, the you know, the, really with the movie, um, almost right away we started our social media. Uh, you know, one of the things as an indie you know, filmmaker is you can't get to where we are now where we have a print and expect an audience to be waiting for you. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're still exploring that. But along the way, we've been done a lot of trade shows, we've done a lot of social media, a lot of grassroots work to build up, you know, I think we have over 16,000 Facebook fans and all kinds of momentum now, uh, people that have been ex- expecting to see the movie. And, you know, we're ready now with the print. Great. Well, I want to let our listeners know that we're speaking with Pasha Roberts. Uh, Pasha is the director of Silver Circle, and it is in theaters starting today, April 5th, 2013. Um, and it'll be playing here in Los Angeles area at the Lemley NoHo 7 uh, in North Hollywood. And you're right. going to be there tonight and tomorrow night? Am I, am I booking you for a night you weren't going to be there? How many? No, how, I'll be there both days. Okay. So, yeah, I've got to head back on, on Sunday, but, okay. but yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, a particular screening, or are you uh, planning on be there? I think it's showing at 1 and at 7, so I'm just going to be at all of them. It's, okay. it's always interesting to see and watch the audience reaction. And, you know, I, I think just as a filmmaker, it's just, you know, it's, it's interesting to see what parts the audience laughs at and what they cry at. And, you know, it's not always what you expect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you've screened this. Obviously, you've screened this for other audiences. What's been the reaction? Uh, do they Are they responding to the storyline, responding to the politics, responding to what is kind of the the, the sense of, uh, of uh, your audiences generally? Uh, people are really into it. I mean, it, you know, we have some pretty hardcore fans, and, <laughs> you know, we, we actually have two fans that have tattoos of our logo on them. Oh, wow. um, you know, they just sort of like it, and so they do it, and, uh, you know, before even seeing the movie. And so, you know, so there's there's a certain hardcore element to our people, um, and which is great. Uh, you want the super fans, you know, and... Um, you know, but people really like Jay, the um, you know the protagonist. Yeah. He's like a, an investigator for the Federal Reserve. They like the romance between Jay and Zoe, right. um, and you know the, all the things that happen. People, um, you know, empathize with. You know, there's Jay's father. There's, they, um, you know, people are liking the characters, and um, you know that's the kind of the main thing. You yeah. know, um, we do a lot of comic conventions too, and and. You know, those are much more character-driven than story-driven. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. They, they like the people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, hopefully we'll continue developing them into the into the sequels, which we're planning, and so we'll see. Okay, that that's a, that was a question I was for you. Um, so you're you're looking to continue this, uh, you said sequels, moving forward. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we're hoping. I mean, it really depends on the audience and, and on the response. You know, at this point, we... You know, listen to the market and see what people like and what they don't like and how how it's going to go. I do have a treatment down for that, and you know we're ready to start um, exploring that. And so, you know, that's that's our our goal. And 
I just sort of want to see if the market's going to support it. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, you, you need that, that support. You need that feedback. Um, casting for the film. <coughs> Excuse me. The casting for the film. Uh, DeLong Grant plays Jay Nelson, and Falana Mia plays Zoe Taylor. Um, and what, what went into that? What were you looking for in uh, those characters? Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. We went through a... Um, a couple of days of casting, uh, uh, um, you know, we're based in, in Boston, uh, which has a pretty thriving theater community. And uh, so we casted for all the major parts, and uh, especially Delon and um, Delana really just knocked the parts right out of the, um, you know, out of the court. I mean, we were yeah. crying after Delana's um, thing, you know, but, we, you know, it was kind of like American Idol, that, you know, the three of us just sitting there at a yeah. table watching people and taking notes. Uh, so it's a brutal process for actors, I and mean, I just have you know, hats off to them for going through these things. Cool. Uh, but you, you can really tell who prepares. Boy, isn't that the truth, though? Actors, every you know, the idea that uh, it's worse than baseball because you're going to strike out or you're not going to get on base a lot lower percentage than a, than a major league baseball player does. These guys go out every day and, and um, have to be able to accept no. Uh, as a part of their life, you know, quite a bit, and and the you as as a filmmaker, you I'm sure you can appreciate what goes into that uh, to that determination to to be an actor. Yeah, no, it's um, and you know some of them really do a great job. We actually had some actors because it's animation play multiple roles, so we had some people playing you know three roles, four roles, uh-huh. and uh, it was kind of fun. Um, so one guy kills himself actually. <laughs> is that right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a nice trick. Oh, that, there you go. Um, and just in terms, because this is a controversial subject matter, certainly the Federal Reserve, all for people who uh, pay attention in politics, are aware or may not even be aware just of, uh, they know of it, but don't know really understand the role that it plays in our economy. Um, have you heard, is there is sort of any feedback uh, from uh, outside of uh, the Federal Reserve is there? Is there any? Have you gotten any kind of reaction in any way from people or from unexpected places in maybe a review or a, a screening or otherwise? Is just kind of curious about any sort of uh, feedback that you might have gotten about the about the the subject matter itself. Um, I mean, it's kind of polarized. I mean, people either. Um, love us for it and feel like we're great truth tellers and we don't go far enough uh, and you know uh, or people really just don't get it or they're, and they're just kind of um, have differing or um, you know no opinions on, on money or the nature of um, you know capital in our society and yeah. um, you know and they, they think it's weird or something but it's um, you know the interesting thing about us is you know our bad guy is actually real you know it, it's yeah. Yeah. Kind of this secret society that controls the world's money supply, and you know, for a hundred years, it's kind of like a James Bond bad guy. Uh, we we pump it up in the movie, but yeah. It, yeah. it's uh, you know, but we're just trying to have fun with it. Well, I'll, we, I'll, we haven't we haven't gotten anything more than the usual veiled threat, you know, that you know, possibly you better watch out or something. But yeah. I, well, I haven't I, been bombed or anything. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I have to say, and I was somebody um, who thinks of himself as being plugged into the political landscape and pays attention to things. Something that came to me later in life, much later than I would have thought it about the Federal Reserve, which is if 
I think most people, if you ask them if they even know what it is, would assume that it's a government agency, that it's that it is under the auspices of the federal government, when in fact it's a it's a consortium of private banks. Yeah, which, I mean, Citibank and Bank of America—they're the ones that actually own it. And a lot of a lot of foreign banks as well. I know the Italian yeah. banks, and I, I just again, I mean, however people come down on on these kinds of the subject of the Federal Reserve, whatever their understanding is. The fact that it is such a huge part of our, of the social and economic fabric of our of the world and certainly of our country, that they don't even really know the even basic facts about it is in and of itself, no matter how you come down on it, is very troubling. And a film like yours at least forward pushes forward. Okay, here here is what you you know and parts the this this issue or this this institution that you you should know right and it and it kind of crosses left right paradigm um yeah. you know I, it's really um you know the it, basically the history of central banks like the federal reserve and especially the federal reserve is the history of where all the funding for war comes from starting right. back right. thousands of years and yeah. so it's it's really um or not thousands of years about a thousand years so yeah. it, it's um but but that's you know so if somebody's anti-war, I mean they should be against the Federal Reserve, but they're uh, you know that doesn't always come hand in hand. So it's it's interesting. Well, um, I think know, we're just hoping to get people to think about it. Right, and right. Thought they'll have a good time watching yeah, a yeah. cool movie, kissing yeah. and explosions and car chases. And right. Things. No, I understand, and I didn't want to. I don't want to get in. I obviously don't want to drag you into a, into a political discussion, but it is kind of an institution that is hiding in plain sight. I guess that if I was going to say it in, in a in a pithy way, um, yeah. and and it's and again, and that's what art is. That's what movies are, stories, enlightening stories about things, and in this particular case, brings into uh, into a, a large you know part. It's about the impact that uh, an institution like the Federal Reserve has on us, uh, whether we're aware of it or not. Um, uh, as we're sort of winding down here a little bit, um, now, Will, it's going to have a theatrical run. Are there plans for uh, VOD, PPV? How are, how are we marketing Silver Circle moving forward? Yeah, we're doing all that. Um, basically, there's they will have a theatrical run. Um, we're doing L.A. this week, uh, and hopefully for weeks and weeks after that. Um, mm-hmm. Then we'll be in D.C. Uh, at the Regal uh, Theater in Arlington, Virginia. Okay. And, um, you know, and right. it'll take its own legs that it, it needs to on the theatrical run. We're also doing, I don't know, at least a dozen uh, event screenings, where it's like a one-night screening, say, in Phoenix, Arizona, or Seattle, that kind of a thing, where... You know, local groups, um, you know, are helping pack the audience, and, you know, it's an event. Sometimes there's a concert or speaking and other things there. And so that's kind of a party kind of showing of the movie. So we're doing that all over the country. And uh, and then um, after that, yes, VOD pay-per-view, we've um, signed up with an uh, aggregator, uh, you know, the, the premier one in the country, actually, to kind of get out onto iTunes and Netflix and all that. Uh, following, so the only other piece we have yet to work out is the um, international, you know, overseas screening part of it and uh, theatrical, which is coming along. 
Well, good. Well, it's won awards. You won some award at the uh, Amsterdam Film Festival, uh, something awesome animated film festival. It's done well on the on that circuit, which is always encouraging. Um, but um, tell me, just in closing, by the way, we're speaking with uh, Pasha Roberts, director of Silver Circle, uh, opening today here in Los Angeles, uh, April 5th, 2013, um, at the uh, NoHo Theater in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see Lemley, right? Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I was a landmark Lemley. Yeah, Lemley, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, just sort of in terms of your development as uh, a director being involved with a pretty, obviously a big project like this, and having done shorter versions, animated versions of this, what was sort of the, the biggest lesson that as a filmmaker you took away from this expanded project on your part what what do you what do you take away and what did you what do you feel like you learned in this process i mean that's a good question i mean i think it's a much larger scale so there's things that just to pay attention to that you know i in a short piece you know you just have i don't know 20 shots or something like that but in this case there's there's needs to be a whole pipeline you know there's um 1,300 um, camera angles and shots inside of this thing. And so just the numbering and the pipeline to hold the whole thing together and composite it is, um, you know, it takes a lot of automation. It takes a lot of sort of planning to get that to work or else it's just going to be chaos uh, and impossible to hold together, especially in animation. Uh, so, So that was part of it. And, you know, and then just... It's a tricky balance, you know, with a smaller production, I can be involved in every aspect of the look and feel. And this, even with a smaller crew, uh, you know, I, I, I can't be involved in every little piece of it. So right. you have to delegate that out. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, sometimes people make decisions that, you know, are not in keeping with your, your vision, vision and, yeah. or, or what would you know would work and then you have to decide whether to go back and redo it or not and that's time and money right there so would it be fair to say you become more of a manager in 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 a production like this right it sounds like you're talking about management i mean yeah but also i mean i do i'm a a computer programmer from the background a long Mm -hmm. time ago so Mm -hmm. and this is something that the film school audience hears from me all the time. I'm a broken record about this. Opening weekends are are critically important. The suits make a lot of decisions. They make, this is how they make their decisions, is the opening weekend and mm-hmm. how it does, whether it'll play another week or in another theater or expands, etc., etc. So I urge my listeners to get out, see these films first week, uh, over the weekend, first weekend, and uh, give give every film uh, a chance, at least give it a chance to find its audience. And and um, I really appreciate you uh, stopping by Film School. Really uh, enjoyed it. And uh, all the best on this and future projects. Let me know. Certainly uh, be interested in finding out more about it. So Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm sure I encourage your listeners and filmmakers just to kind of, you know, go for it and, you know, and, and keep trying to make their, put their dreams down on, into a film. You know, I think yeah. it's really definitely possible it's a long long road uh but it, it's uh with perseverance i mean you know uh, one of my problems is i'm just very very persistent and uh 
you know, that does pay off eventually, I hope. It does, and I, I can only imagine the thrill you you would experience seeing your film on a, on a screen the first time you see it on the big screen. It must be just a, uh, an, quite an experience a personal on a personal level. I guess I, I've seen it so many times at this point. I, <laughs> well, I, I don't know, but yeah, it's yeah. exciting to see. It's nice to see other people watching it. Yeah, there you go. The other people reacting and touching other people. Well, excellent. Uh, Pasha Roberts, thank you so much for being here. The film is Silver Circle. Uh, take care. Okay, thanks very much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.